Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's message. My name is Pastor Dwayne Life, lead pastor at the Life Point Community Church. What you're going to hear today is a message from one of our recent services. And we believe that by listening to today's message, you're going to be blessed and encouraged from the Word of God. You're going to be strengthened, and we believe that God's going to speak to you in a very fresh, new, and real way through today's message. So thanks again for listening. Be blessed and encouraged, and we love you. God bless. I'm so glad you're here for week five. Is it week five already? What on earth am I here for? I'm glad that you're here, and I'm especially glad that you're here today. Man, what a... Is it just me or just sense the presence of the Lord here today? Amen, amen. Um, I just need to give you a little disclaimer before we get started this morning. I want to tell you, look at Ricky and Martha back there in the back row. Give them... I'm so glad to see you guys. Hey, I... I I'm sorry, I, I, was, I was ADD before it was cool, so... Um, I'm so glad you're here today, but I, here's my little disclaimer for you. Um, I want you to understand my motives for today's service and, and my sermon are pure. The motives are pure. Okay. Here's the deal. It'd be real easy for me to shape a sermon like this because... We need more help in the kids' church, or we need more help in youth church. It'd be really easy for me to shape a sermon like this because I need you to give more. But I need you to understand that that's not the motive today. Here's what I need you to understand, is that today's service is all about you finding the abundant life that Christ has offered you. About you walking in, a, in the abundant life that Jesus died and bled for you. And so here's, here's the deal. We, we are now weak this is the fourth uh, purpose that we've talked about. We, if you were here, we talked about uh, that we are called to be loved. And we are called to be loved. Uh, we, we understand that, that God loves us and we return His love back to Him and we call that worship. worship. Right. And we're called to belong. That's when the, you and I attach ourselves to the body of Christ. We call that fellowship. And last week we talked about how we are called to become, specifically to become more like Christ. We call that discipleship. Today, we're going to understand that you're called to bless. You're called to bless. You are called to bless. Now you say, Dwayne, how, how can I bless other people? How can I be a blessing to others? How can I bless someone else? And, and, and here's how. You bless by serving. We're going to talk about a lot of things today that are countercultural. We're going to talk about a lot of things today that goes against the flow of our culture. And how many know that I kind of want to go against the flow of our culture? Amen. So if you're, if you're taking notes, understand that blessing others... Is a, it, it could be about physically helping someone. It could be about emotional support. It could be about just being a friend. It could be financial support. It could be practical advice across a table at Starbucks. It could be a lot of different things. Jesus said, if you give someone a cup of cold water in my name, you've done it unto me. 
So we're going to use a lot of words today like blessing and service and ministry. And I want you to get out of your, take the blinders off and understand that ministry is much more than preaching from a pulpit or singing a song. Ministry is much more than teaching a Sunday school class and we're going to talk about that. Here's what you need to write down. The fourth purpose of my life is that God shaped me to serve Him. God shaped me to serve Him. Sometimes we serve Him by serving other people. Is that right? God shaped me to serve Him. Here's here's a verse I want you to remember. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I love this passage of Scripture. And if you were here before we started this series, we spent a lot of time on this passage. Ephesians 2, verse 10 says, We are God's masterpiece. Some translations read that we are God's workmanship. The, The Greek word there is poema. We get our word poem from that same word. In other words... You are God's work of art. So here's, here's from the onset today. There's some of you here and the enemy has told you that you're, you, you don't have anything to offer or you're not that talented, you're not that creative, you're not that smart. I'm going to tell you that that's a lie because you are God's masterpiece, you're God's workmanship, you're God's poem, you're His work of art. And if God created you, He created you on purpose for purpose. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things. We can do the service. We can do the ministry He planned for us long ago. For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Father, in in these next few minutes, God, would you open your word? God, my words mean very little. But God, your word changes lives. My words will will forget, but God, your words will last forever. The only things that last forever are people and your word. So God, I I, I just pray that your word just permeates our heart today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, I'm going to need a little help from you today, okay? That'd be all right? Another word for blessing is service. Another word for service is ministry. In fact, when if you read in the New Testament, if you read the word minister, what Paul, usually is, it's the Apostle Paul talking, when he's calling someone a minister, you know what he's really calling them? A servant. Now we've, we've kind of got that backwards. You know, I, I saw, I was, I was at a, a conference one time, and, and the guy that was preaching had someone carry his Bible from the front row and lay it out on, on the lectern. And I told somebody, if I ever get to the point where I can't carry my own Bible, come on, somebody. Listen, you're made, you're shaped, you're formed for ministry, for service. God wired you for ministry. God wired you for service. In fact, I want you to write this down, and it's going to mess with you until I explain to you what I mean by it. That your life calling is to be a bivocational minister for Jesus. Your life calling is to be a bivocational minister for Jesus. Now, let me, let me tell you what that doesn't mean. For most of our, for most of our history here at LifePoint, I, I was what they called a bivocational pastor. In other words, I had another job outside of this building. Thankfully, over the last year, I've been able to be here full time. That's not what I'm talking about. See, if you were here the week before we started, what on earth am I here for? We've taken that word vocation and we've caused it to mean something in our culture that it was never intended to mean. 
See, if you, when I say the word vocation, what you hear is how I earn a living, my job, my career, and that's, never what it was, that's not what it was intended to mean. Vocation, that same word, we get our word vocal. What vocation is, is your calling. So when I say you've got a bi- you're, that you're supposed to be a bivocational minister for Jesus, I'm telling you, you've got a two-part calling to serve the Lord and to be a minister for Jesus. Here, here's your primary calling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everybody in the room your primary calling right now. And you're thinking, oh, you mean you're going to tell me if I'm supposed to work in a kid's church or if I'm supposed to feed the poor or if I'm supposed to go to Africa and marry a woman with a monkey on her head or if I'm supposed to, you know, if I'm supposed to be, you know, a, 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 a missionary to Uganda or, or I'm supposed to be a missionary to Pakistan. I'm supposed to do, you know, here's what I need you to know. I'm going to give you your primary, your primary calling. Your primary calling in this life is to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen carefully. All all eyes right here. Nothing else matters. There's nothing in this world more important than you walking and living in relationship with Jesus Christ. This is going to sound cold and crash, but if if you don't fulfill that calling, nothing else you do in this life will ever matter. Your primary calling is to live in relationship with Jesus. See, most of the time when we hear the word calling, it's, well, God's going to tell me what I need to do. Your primary calling is who you are. How many of you know that this is going to be I'm going to destroy the English language. Who we be is much more than what we do. Who we are is much more important than what you do. Your secondary calling is this. That in everything you do, everything you do on this life, in this life, you do it for the glory of God. Everybody in this room, that's your goal in life. Can I tell you, we we get so caught up in, well, I'm called to this ministry, I'm called to that ministry. I'm going to tell you to stop that. I'm I'm not saying that God doesn't speak to individuals about certain calling. I'm telling you that we use that sometimes as a cop-out for not getting busy for Christ. I'm telling you, can I just say it like this? I've heard people say, well, I'm... I have the ability to work in that ministry, uh, but it's not, I'm just not called to it. Sometimes the need is the call. Friday, I did not feel called to take the trash out. I did not feel called to go to these bathrooms. and I didn't feel called to do that. But you know what? I know where the new bags are, and I know where the dumpster is. Does that make sense? That's silly, but it makes sense, doesn't it? So I want to talk to you today about what it means to serve, what it means to fulfill your primary and your secondary calling. Here's what Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't you use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another, to serve one another. Man, I'm, I, I, I searched for this picture because I, I couldn't find it again. 
We got a lot of nonsense going on in our world right now. And it, and it breaks my heart to see people hating people. You know, as far as I'm concerned, there's one race. It's a human race. In this picture, it was, it, it was an, an, African, no, an older African-American gentleman holding a sign and a, a younger Caucasian guy holding the sign. And the sign said the same. You know what they said? Both the signs said, your life matters. Here's, what I, here's, here's the mantra. Here's what we need. It is, as we go and, and live our lives, we need to do it in such a way because it doesn't matter who, whose path you cross today. They matter to God and they ought to matter to you. And, and here's the thing. No matter what I do today, no matter what I do with the rest of my life, I need to do it for one of two reasons. I need to do it for both of these reasons. Number one, to honor God. To honor God and to help somebody else. What would our world look like? If the body of Christ, just this group right here, if, if everything we did, it, what, whatever job we have tomorrow, whatever, it, when we go to our schools, when we go to our places of business, if everything we did, we did it for these two reasons, to honor God and to help somebody else. Colossians 3.17 says it like this, and whatever you do, say whatever, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. You know, when we do that, that turns our menial tasks into meaningful tasks. See, you're going you're to leave the building in a few minutes. You're going to walk across the parking lot. Maybe you'll f- see a, a piece of trash laying in, on the curb or laying in the parking lot. And you've got a choice to make there, don't you? You, you can... Well, it really doesn't mean that much. Church is over. Somebody will get it. Dwayne will be here tomorrow. He'll find it. Right? But what if, God, this is, this is your house. I'm not going to let any trash lay around your house. I'm going to honor God. And I'm going to help somebody else by doing this and so they don't have to. Can I tell you, that just changes our perspective in life, doesn't it? If you've been called to salvation, listen, if you've been called to salvation, you're called to serve. Here's what Galatians 1, chapter 15 says. Chapter 1, verse 15 says, God in His grace chose me. Can can we just stop right there? How does that make you feel that the King of the universe has called you by name? That the God of all gods has chosen you. Even before I was born and called me to serve him so here's what we're going to do we're going to give you four things today four things uh, that will answer this question what will happen what will happen if i serve god like that if i use my life to serve and bless others what will happen if i serve my life and bless others four things Serving others unselfishly number one will create joy in my life we just finished a series called the pursuit of joy and I'm going to tell you, the greatest joy you'll ever have as a believer is in service to your Savior. The greatest joy you'll ever experience is when you serve God. See, how many of you agree with me when I say this? That most people are looking for happiness in the wrong places. Hey, you're not going to find happiness in position and possessions and popularity. 
You're not going to find joy in sex and status and salary. You're going to find it in service to your Savior. Hey, that's not, that's not a temporary, feels good for a little while kind of joy. That's an eternal joy that will last forever and forever and forever. And can I tell you, if you're in this building and you, you're missing joy, you can't, it's hard to miss her. She's got pink hair. That's not the joy I'm talking about. She knew I was going to do that at some point. If you're missing joy, man, find a way to serve the Lord. Find a way to serve His church. Find a way to serve His kingdom. Find a way to serve somebody else. Two secrets of joy. You might want to write these down. When I serve like that, the first secret is it gets the focus off of me. Would you agree that by nature, we're a pretty narcissistic, selfish people? Isn't that true? We want what we want. And I want to feel good. And I want to have my toys. And I want to have my stuff. Our society is obsessed with self. And what this will do, what serving the Lord, what serving and finding your calling and finding your place in the kingdom will do, is it will turn the focus from inside to outside. It'll turn your focus from, and can I tell you, the most miserable people I know are people that focus all on themselves, on their problems, on their struggles. On, on, and don't get me wrong, I'm not making light of, you, of the stuff you're walking through. I'm just telling you, if, if that's all you live your life for is to, to, to go from one struggle to another problem to another trial, if that's all you live your life for, you're going to have a miserable existence. We got quiet right there. If that's all you're living your life for, I'm telling you to turn that outside. Find a place to serve. It is a little countercultural, by the way, because what our culture tells us to do is to get what you can. But here's what I've learned, and I believe you'll agree with this. The more you give your life away, the more joy that's going to come into your life. The more you give your life away. Philippians chapter 2 says it like this, but I will rejoice. Now, we read these scriptures and we don't, really, we don't really think about them. Listen to what Paul said. I will rejoice even if I lose my life. I'm going to find joy even if I lose my life. Pouring it out like a liquid offering. There's a good word. Offering to God. Just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want you to share that joy. I want you to share the joy of giving an offering to God. By your service. The most helpful people you know are the happiest people you know. See, God wired you to be unselfish. God wired you for joy. God wired you to serve. God wired you to give. Philippians chapter 4 says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. And I I like this because he said, I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Does it matter how we treat people? Does it matter that we... Now, let me tell you, that word considerate doesn't just mean, oh, I'm nice for people and I open the doors for, you know, you know other people. What, that, that word really means that I consider other people over myself. That's countercultural, isn't it? That goes against the flow of everything we hear in our culture. I'm just going to be blunt. I, lo- I like what the message Bible says in Philippians chapter 2. It says... Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Hey, 
Are, are we in a place where we can just forget all of our junk long enough to help somebody else? So that's the first secret of joy. The second one is to use my gifts to help others. <laughs> use my gifts to help others. Have you ever seen an actor interviewed? And somewhere, the, the, he'll, he'll make this phrase, I feel like I was born for this role. I'm telling you, you were born to, for a role. You were born to do something. You were born to serve others. You were born to be a blessing. And in fact, you were blessed to be a blessing. Uh, quick poll. You're in the room and you say, maybe everything might not be perfect, but I'm blessed. Let me see your hands. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. See, I'm looking around. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Now listen. You know, see, you, you put your hand up then, but you're not going to like it now. If you're blessed and you're not blessing somebody else, let me tell you what you are. You're a clog in the pipe. You're, you're a spigot that's turned off. Because you're blessed to be a blessing to somebody. God didn't bless you with talent. God didn't bless you with treasure. God didn't bless you with time just for you to put it in your own, for your own stuff. God blessed you with time and talent and treasure to share it with somebody else. To serve Christ with your time and your talent and your treasure. We're blessed to bless, to serve. All right, so serving others unselfishly will create joy in my life. And number two, it'll improve my relationships. Well, Dwayne, that doesn't make sense. How is, how is serving going to help my relationships better? Now, not, not in every circumstance, not in every situation, but how many know that most conflicts we have in our relationships is, has its root in somebody being selfish? Just think about the last argument you have with your spouse. It's probably because you want what you want, she wants what she wants, and, and, and that creates conflict. <clears throat> the more you practice being unselfish, the better your relationships are. The more you learn how to serve, and, and now listen, can I, husbands, I'm going I'm to talk to you in a minute. I'm called to love my wife like Christ loved the church. You know what Christ did for the church? He gave his life. If we learn to do that, can I tell you, a lot of the stuff we walk through is different. It's better. Our relationships are better. So how do I learn how? How do I learn how to serve unselfishly? Is you model Jesus. That's what we talked about last week. We grow to be more like Christ. See, the Son of God, when He was on this planet, was a picture of service. And said, in fact, He said this in Matthew chapter 20. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yes. One of the questions we said we wanted to answer during this service, during this sermon series, was Does my life matter? It's a question of significance. Can I tell you that learning how to be a servant of Christ will buy you significance? Mother Teresa, before her death, she could walk in, into the Congress. She could have an audience with the president. She could go to the United Nations. Not, not United Station. United Nations. She, any church in America that she wanted to speak at, they opened their doors to her. You know why? Because she was a servant. Yes. 
She went to the poor people of Calcutta and she served them for her whole life and it brought her incredible, incredible significance and influence. Here's what the Bible says. Romans chapter 14, if you serve Christ with this attitude, you'll please God and others will approve of you as well. Isn't it cool to know that the more I bless... Now listen, here's another little Dwayne disclaimer. I I don't want us to do this from selfish motives. Well, Dwayne said, if I bless, then I'm going to get blessed. So I want to get blessed. So I'm going to bless... That's not how it's supposed to work. I'm supposed to bless you with with a pure heart. A pure motive because, how many know we, we need to bless each other whether or not you get something back in return? But how many know the law of sowing and reaping really works? That when you give, God gives back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That when you give, that God gives back. The, the law of sowing and reaping really works. In fact, it says uh, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Isn't that good news? Those who help others will be helped. Dwayne, you don't understand. You don't know my schedule. I don't have time to offer my time, my talent, my treasure. I don't, I don't really have that much talent to offer. I don't really, I'm not really gifted for anything. I don't have the money to spare to, to be generous with my finances. Listen, listen to me. If that's your attitude, if that's, if that's your mindset, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself. Because you're God's workmanship. You're God's masterpiece. You're His work of art. You've got something to offer His kingdom and His people and His church. And as, and as long as you refuse to be a part of this process, you're only hurting yourself. Proverbs eleven seventeen says, You do yourself a favor when you are kind. Proverbs 22, verse 9 says, A generous man will himself be blessed. Why would God not bless the man, the woman of God that is surrendering their life to Him, giving of their time, their talent, and their treasure for the furtherance of His kingdom? Why would He not bless that? All right. So if we serve others unselfishly, it'll create joy in my life. It'll improve my relationships. Number three, it'll make my life meaningful. See, meaningful meaningfulness in this life comes from investing my life into something that's bigger than my life. Something that will outlive my life. Hey, you know what's true? Three generations from now, nobody's going to know your name. We had, Don and I served at a church in Statesboro, and we were there for a little over five years. About four years into the process, I happened to notice this man's picture in our fellowship hall. I passed it. it my, my office was 15 feet from his, this picture. And finally, after four years, I asked our senior pastor, who is that? And he told me his name. He planted the church. His picture's on the wall. Nobody knows his name. Nobody. See, three generations from now, nobody's going to know your name. So why not, why not invest your life into something that will last forever? Why not invest your life into something that won't die when we take our eternal dirt nap? Why not invest our life into something that will outlive us? Isn't that that meaning? See, meaning doesn't come from money. Meaning comes from ministry. Meaning meaning comes from service. That's good. That's good. I don't care what you'll say. 
Here's what Jesus said about it. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you'll lose it. (laughs) See, if your world is all about you, you're getting what you're getting. But if you give up your life, Jesus said, for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you'll find true life. John 10 and 10 calls it abundant life. So what should my attitude be knowing that? Here, I'm, 1 Corinthians 15 says this. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and unmovable. Always enthusiastically, uh, always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. I want you to look at two words. Enthusiastically. That's a Greek word, parasuo. And here's what that means. It means I'm all in. In fact, we're going to do a sermon series next year called All In. It means I'm all in. God, you got all of me. Hey, if you're here and you're on the periphery, you're on the outside looking in, can I tell you, you're missing the greatest joy of life is connecting with the body of Christ in service to your king. And that that last word, useless, is a Greek word, kinos, and it means without purpose. Here's the deal. You go all in, nothing you'll ever do will be without purpose. Let's conduct a little experiment. If you're taking notes, you can jot this down. If you're, if you're not a note taker, just make a mental note. What's your greatest strength? What is it that you're good at? What are you strong? What are you, are, are you, you might say, I'm, I'm a good teacher. I'm a good, I'm a good communicator. I'm good with my hands. I, I've got an analytical mind. I'm great at fantasy football, which I am, by the way, just, just so you know. I'll hear about that later. What are, you, what are you good at? What's your strength? I'm good with numbers. I'm good with math. I, what, what's your greatest strength? I'm, a, I'm an intercessor. That's my, that's my thing. I'm a musician. I can sing. I, what's your greatest strength? And then I want you to think about the world that you live in. And ask yourself, what's our greatest need? See, I can help you with that one. See, greatest need in our world is to make sure that this next generation hears the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest need in our world is to make sure that adults, senior adults, young adults, students and children are discipled in the word of the Lord. There is no greater need than that. So now, I'm going to tell you where real meaningful life comes from. It's when you ask God to take your greatest strength and merge it with a great need. And when those two connect, and you're able to use something that God created you, we read it at the beginning, before you were ever born, God created you with those skills and those talents. And when you merge those, if you only use your strength to make a living, you're missing it. If you're only using your talent to earn a paycheck, then you're missing it. And I don't want you to miss it. Nobody on their deathbed is going to go, man, I wish I'd have worked an extra 10 hours every week. I wish 
Nobody's going to do that. Use your strengths in a career and you'll make a living. Use your strengths and your talents and your abilities and your time and your talent and your treasure to serve Christ and you'll make a life. There's a big difference. Create joy in my life. Improve my relationships. I'll make my life meaningful. And last, it'll leave a legacy. Leave a legacy. Proverbs 10, verse 7 says, The name of the righteous is used in blessings, but the name of the wicked will not, will, it will, excuse me, will rot. Another translation reads it like this, Good people will be remembered as a blessing. I'm just going to ask you a question. You don't have to answer it out loud. You don't have to write it down. What do you want to be remembered for? You want to be remembered for your job? Hey, I know we all got to learn a living, but is that what you want to be remembered for? Or you want to be remembered for the investment you've made in the lives of other people. The investment that you've made in the kingdom of God. The investment that you've made in Christ's church. What do you want to be remembered for? Matthew 20 verse 26 says this. But among you it'll be, be, it'll be different. Whoever wants to be a leader. Anybody want to be a leader? Then, um, who, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Is that so countercultural? And I'll prove it to you. I did a. I did an Amazon search. I think I printed it out because I wanted you to. I wanted you to see. Here it is. I did an Amazon search, and, and I just I just searched for books about being a leader, and I got twenty three thousand seven hundred and twenty five responses. Twenty three thousand books about wanting to be a leader, and so I, all I changed was one word: books about wanting to be a servant. Two hundred fifteen. So you want to be a leader. But what Jesus says, if you, want to, if you really want to be a leader, Jesus Christ was the greatest leader that's ever walked this planet. Even people who don't believe He was the Son of God are still talking about Him 2,000 years later. Even people who deny His deity agree with His teaching. The greatest leader that ever lived. And guess what? He was a servant to all. You want to talk about a legacy? Hmm. When nobody sees what I do. I'm not, up on the, I'm not up on the platform. I don't stand in front of people. Nobody sees what I do. Nobody saw me pick up that piece of trash in the parking lot. God saw it. God saw it. Hebrews 6, verse 10 says, For God is not unjust. Listen to this. This is powerful. He will not forget how hard you've worked for Him. Somebody needs to hear that today. He'll not forget how hard you've worked for Him and how you've shown your love to Him by caring for other believers. Mm. (laughs) Jesus even said it like this. In John 12, 26, 
my Father will honor anyone who serves me. So here's, here's what I'm going to submit to you this morning before we pray. Is that everyone in this building has a calling to serve. And that everyone in this building will find greater joy in your life when you begin to fulfill that calling. And I'm going to tell you like this. You may come to me and say, Dwayne, I'm, I'm ready to serve. And I may ask you to do some menial little task. And, and, and see, here's the deal. When we turn away from those, we don't want to serve. We want to be seen. We were, we were student ministry pastors in Statesboro. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to say that this was because Dwayne and Donna were there, but God was really blessing our ministry there. And it was growing, and it was, frankly, the most exciting thing in the church. It really was. And I, to God be the glory for that, but it was, it was cool. Everybody was talking about it. it was, and so I, I, had, uh, I had this parent come to me and said, man, I want to get involved in what you're doing. I said, all right, we, we'd love to have you involved in what we're doing. And uh, he said, okay, what, what would you like me to do? And he, he had served as a, a teacher to youth at his previous church. And he said, uh, he said well, what can I do? And I said, well, are you busy Wednesday around 5 o'clock? And he said, nope, I, I can be here. What do you want me to do? I said, well, that's usually when we start setting up chairs. And it would be really cool if you'd come help us. You want to take a bet on whether or not he showed up? You know why? Because he didn't want to serve, he wanted to be seen. If you'll develop by the power of the Holy Spirit a heart to serve the kingdom, a heart to serve the church, a heart to serve Christ, a heart to serve other people, listen, he'll never, ever, ever forget what you do for him. Life, life is like money. You can do one of three things with your life. You can do, you know, you can do one of three things with your money. You can, you can spend it. How many like spending money? Okay, how many, how many like spending other people's money? Yeah, I thought I'd get a... You, just, you can spend it. You can waste it. You can waste it. Or you can invest it. And the same, the same holds true for your, for your life. You can spend it. And when you're 70, 80, 90 years are over... It'll be spent. You can waste it chasing power and position and possessions. Or you can invest it. What do I know? I'm already old. Stop. Man, how, how many know that God can take just a little bit of time that you offer to Him and bless it? Hmm. Well, I would if I had some talent. I would if I had some time. I would if I had some treasure. Listen to me. Look, right here. Everybody, right here. If the enemy can convince you that you don't have anything to offer, you won't offer anything. Do you get that? If the enemy can convince you that you don't have the time, that you don't have the talent, that you don't have the treasure, if he can convince you that you don't have anything to offer, he doesn't have to worry about you offering anything. You are God's workmanship. You are God's masterpiece. You're His work of art. And you have something to offer the kingdom. Period. Will you pray with me now?
Here's what I know. I just want to plant another little seed in your heart. Your primary calling isn't to serve in kids' ministry. It isn't to serve the homeless uh, on the streets of Atlanta. Your primary calling isn't to serve student ministry. It's not to preach a sermon. It's not to play a piano. It's not to sing a song. Your primary calling is to live your life in relationship with the Son of God. And so if you're here this morning and you could... You can say with conviction, Dwayne, I, that's, I'm not there. I'm not living my life in surrender to Christ and His purpose and plan for my life. I'm not following Jesus. Hey, hey listen to me. I get it. I've been there. Hey, I've been there when I was at church every Sunday, but not following Jesus. So if that's you, I, I, I just let me have your attention for just a minute. If that's you and you're, you walked in this building, you can say with conviction, Dwayne, I'm not following Christ. I'm not, I'm not living for Jesus. Something miraculous can take place in your heart today. I don't care how many times you've heard the story. I don't care how many times you, you've sat in a church service and, and been through this process. Today can be a day of transformation and life change for you. If you'll surrender your life in whole to the person of Christ. If you'll say, Jesus, I'm all in. I'm completely going to follow you. Now listen, that's not a call to perfection because guess what's going to happen? You're going to stumble. You're going to drop the ball. It's, it's a call to follow. That's your primary call, to follow Christ. So if you're here, and you would say, Dwayne, today I, I want to follow Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer and I want you to pray it with me. And then just so I can know and I can rejoice with you, I want you to check. I, I made a choice to follow Christ on the back of your connection card. Pray this prayer with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. Would you forgive me my sin? I confess to you that I've sinned. I've done things that I shouldn't have done. I've thought things I shouldn't have thought, said things I shouldn't have said. I've broken your commandments. Forgive me today. The Bible says when we confess our sins, Listen, this is so powerful. I care if you've heard it 10,000 times. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You don't have a sin that's more powerful than the blood of Jesus. I care what you've done. The blood of Jesus can forgive. And you would say, Jesus, come into my heart. I want to follow you the rest of my life. Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, please, on the back of your card, let me know so I can celebrate with you. But now there's another group of people I want to pray with this morning. Dwayne, I'm tired of, of just going through the motions of life. 
I want to do something significant. I want to invest my life and not just spend it. I want to invest my life and not waste it. I want to invest my life into something that's bigger than me. The greatest thing you can invest your life in is the gospel of Jesus. I don't care if it's to a homeless man. I don't care if it's to someone across the ocean. I don't care if it's to a three-year-old child. The greatest opportunity you have for service is to spread the gospel of Christ and to serve the church and to serve God's kingdom. And I don't apologize for saying that. So I want to pray for you. Those that that feel like maybe you've just kind of going through the motions. And I want to tell you that today you can make a choice to begin investing your life. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for men and women and teenagers and children who don't want to waste our lives. We want to invest our lives into something that's bigger than we are. So God, I pray for those that may have been up to now on the periphery and want to want to go all in. God, make our lives count. Make our lives significant. Help us to serve you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if, 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 if that was you I was praying for, on your connection card, on the front of your connection card, there's several different ministries that, that we have here at the church. Our student ministry, our kids ministry, our nursery, Thrive. If you're not familiar with Thrive, man, you need to, you need to find this pink-haired lady before she leaves. And, and where's, where's Tracy? Tracy, she doesn't have pink hair, but she'd love to talk to you about it as well. Just check one of those boxes, and we'll find out and make sure that you get some more information about what's going on. If you're, if you're interested in prayer, if, if God's called you to prayer, somebody's back there in that room praying for you and for me every Sunday morning. There are people who will pray for those connection cards. When you put a prayer request, there are people who will pray. When you call me and say, you know, my Uncle Lulu is having surgery. Uncle Lulu. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up now while I'm still ahead. Check those boxes. I'm going to give you another opportunity to share your time, your talent, your treasure. And our, and our morning tithes and offerings, um, our ushers are just preparing to serve you. But here's what I want to challenge you to do. You guys know me. I don't talk a lot about money. I don't talk a lot about, you know, I, I, I want you to, I, want, I just don't do that. But I'm going to tell you, if, if, you're, if you've been blessed by this church, but you're not giving something back, your spigot turned off. You're stopping the flow of blessing. Stop it. Open that up. It, you, it's easy to do. You can put a check in the offering plate. You can scan that card, that, that bulletin, that QR code with your smartphone for you techies. And, and it'll take you right to the, to the place where you need to give online. God bless you. Our ushers are preparing to serve you. And we'll bless our offering once it reaches the front.